0: Happy New Year, and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Amanda Bible-Williams, and my co-host, Rachel Myers, is on a much-deserved break right now. But do not fear, our beloved Jessica Lamb is here. You all probably know Jessica from episodes past. She was on our team here at She Reads Truth on the editorial team for six years. She served as managing editor. She served as content director. She served as chief content officer. And now... Our girl has taken a rest, and she has earned it. And so while she is not in the office with us every day anymore, she is in the office today, and she is here to talk about this really special first reading experience of the new year. The reading plan is called Everything New, and we are going to start 2024 by looking at Scripture to see what God tells us about this remarkable promise that He is already making all things new. So, everything new, what does that mean? What does it mean for our future? What does it mean for our present? What does it mean about our faith? We have so much to talk about over the next six weeks. And this conversation with Jessica is the perfect way to kick it off. But before we get started, you all, you know that because Advent has come and gone, and it is the first week of the new year, you know what I'm about to tell you that you need to get ready for. It's coming, Lent 2024, in the same way, a similar way, that we as a She Reads Truth community really love and treasure the opportunity to walk through Advent together each year. We also love to experience the season of Lent together each year. It's very different from Advent, but the similarity is that it is another season on the church calendar, and Lent is the season that leads up to the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. It is the season that leads up to our Easter celebration. And it is always such a meaningful and moving experience. And this year, I am so expectant, will be no different and also we'll be totally different because we're in a different place, right? We're different people this year. The world looks different this year, but God in His Word have not changed. And so we are going to walk through two reading plans for the Lenten season. We're going to walk through a reading plan called People of Remembrance. That's right. It's going to be as good as it sounds. And then we're going to go into the Gospel of Matthew. So there's going to be two reading plans. And because you all loved our Advent experience bundle so much, we have also created for you for Lent 2024, our Lent Experience bundle. So you're going to want to head to the shop. It's shopshereadstooth.com and click on Lent. And you'll see that the Lent experience bundle gives you everything you need to walk through the season of Lent. With us this year, you'll get the people of remembrance reading guide, the Matthew daily reading guide. You'll get a 12 card set for each of those studies. And in case you want to be fully offline for Lent, you will also get your Lent 2024 companion devotional and a companion guide to just make sure you know where you're going, what we're doing, when everything starts, all of the things. So. Again, that is shopshereadstruth.com. And because you have been such a good listener, thank you for listening to my lengthy explanation. I have a discount code for you. LentPod5, that's L-E-N-T-P-O-D, the number five, gets you $5 off that Lent Experience Bundle until January 14th. Okay, gang, that's all the housekeeping I have for now. Let's get to this conversation with Jessica where we begin to explore everything new. Jessica, welcome back to the podcast studio. Hi, She's. Hi, Amanda. Oh, we (laughs) miss you. We're so glad that you're here. And how appropriate that you are here on January 1st.
1: 2024. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.
0: <laughs> we get a fresh start whether we're ready or not.
1: I love when the calendar lines up where a new plan starts January 1st. It happens so rarely. So rarely. And it's a real treat for all of us uh, it is. type A organized people. New That's plan, right. new start. It's great. It's beautiful. And so this is the
0: first reading plan of the new year, the first podcast episode of the new year, the first day of the new year, and here we are. And what better plan to have starting today than our everything new plan? An understatement of the year, although the year is very young, is that this plan means a lot to you. Yes. So much. (laughs) So much. So many feels. Listen, you who are listening, You may know this if you know Jessica in person or through our podcast. Jessica has big feelings. So many big feelings. And we love that about you, that you have big feelings. But if you take your regular big feelings and then augment them (laughs) even larger, those are your feelings about this That's
1: everything new. It's the plan I feel like the last three times I was on the podcast, I said this, so maybe <laughs> that's just that was the pattern of that that season of books. But it's a plan that I wrestled with, I lost sleep over, I wept over, I rejoiced over, I didn't dance, but I <laughs> I, I jumped up and down about. It feels so tender and uh-huh. was so many hours of good hard work at work, and I am yeah. I'm so excited and so thrilled for everyone to get to read it and I'm nervous. Are you? I'm nervous. It's it's a subject that's so close to my heart. Okay. And that yeah. is so was so transformative for me that I just I want everyone to see this like treasure and see yeah. this goodness and this richness because it was life-changing for me. And so I think that's why there was so much work about it. Yeah. And yeah. so much work on it. And so I'm so excited for the community to crack open their books, their everything new books. It's a big book and read and uncover this big, maybe hard to understand topic to see how it's transformative for their everyday lives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a And good I one. guess so you feel nervous because it's like, what if they don't? Like
1: what if that's not what happens? It's very much the please don't tell me my baby's ugly. <laughs> you know, it's it's that feeling of like here's this thing out in the world, please love it like I do. Oh, yeah. it's just that nerves, Yeah, is that it's so tender. And obviously, they're all tender. This one just feels not exposing, but it feels very much like, oh, gosh, I hope that we served well this beautiful biblical truth that a lot of people might never have encountered before. Right. Well,
0: this is something that we have tossed around a couple of times. Like when we're planning our editorial calendar – I laugh now, and we know that this happens, right? But even still, in the moment when we're planning the calendar, we had no idea. No idea. I mean, you had an inkling Mm -hmm. that it would be a big topic to tackle, but I think even you were surprised at how big it was because we thought, ah, a reading plan about where Jesus says, like, I am making all things new. So that is what we want to talk about that. We want to talk about what does it mean for everything to be new? And we just thought, of course we should have a reading plan of about course. that. Of course. Why
1: not? And if it could line up with the new year, Amazing. how beautiful is that? What a great title. How right. inviting. What a beautiful concept. We all crave it and yes. desire it. And and, and <laughs> I
0: remember there was a season in the creation of this reading plan that was heavy mm-hmm. for you where you were just kind of like, I don't know if <laughs> if we can do this. Like, I don't know if this is how we're going to do this. There was a point in the creation where you were worried, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but as you do, you you and the team pushed through Mm -hmm. and like so many things that require immense amounts of effort, it was worth it in the end. But it was one of those where you just had to call it at some point. It was like, we have to put our pencils down and actually publish this Mm -hmm. book. But it was one of those that felt like you could just keep going and going.
1: And I think that for this one, every time we talked about it with the team, and for those of you who don't know the book development process, I mm-hmm. won't get into all the nitty-gritty details because we have a lot of great, wonderful, meaty New Year scripture to just start your start your new year off and, yes. with a fresh look. But it starts in an editorial room. The actual work on this book, well, actually even starts a year before that. It started in Let's see, 2022 is when we first started talking about this book, when we were looking at the forthcoming year and what yeah. we wanted to do and where we were going.
0: And everything is so like happily theoretical. Yes. And it was <laughs> a sticky
1: note on the board that That's said, right. everything new, question mark, all things new. And we just said, something sounds great. And you said, what will it be? And I said, something. <laughs> but it's there. And so then to move into the editorial team meeting uh-huh. and to talk about this book and what it is and what the topic should be and how we want to explore it together. And then that gets fleshed out and developed, Mm -hmm. and there's so much scripture research for these topical plans, especially pulling together what's the best way to show this through just reading scripture, through what we do at She Reads Truth, not through a book that we write on our own, all our words. And then from that phase, we present it to the creative marketing teams so that they can figure out, wow, now that this is the reading concept, what will the art direction be? So many steps. So many steps. But every single meeting, every single conversation about this book went over on time. Of course In part, it did. Yeah. In part because, you know, the women at She Reads Truth and the Two or three men who are great. Um, (laughs) We love them. We love them. But we're women just like our listeners, you know, from all different walks of life, women who love the Lord, love Scripture, but most people at She Reads Truth don't have, you know, a PhD in Bible and theology. That's true. That's very true. Um, Most most people... Most as in all of them. Yes. There's a... Yeah, no PhDs. No PhDs. (laughs) uh, The editorial team, all masters. There are a lot of letters Um, after those (laughs) names. All masters there, but... So every person had so many questions because it yeah. was moving to their faith too. So I think that that was a really beautiful process is yeah. that the work at She Reads Truth is always transformative. But this one in particular, so many people in those meetings saying, wow, I needed this or, yeah. oh my gosh, this makes sense or, yes. oh, I don't know. And so that was also a really beautiful process to see how the topic was moving to our team. Right, So
0: right. I love watching that process unfold and, you know, and the process itself has changed over the years, Mm -hmm. but there are some reading plans where the process is more intense than with others. And this was one of those. And if you don't have a study book, which, spoiler alert, you're probably going to want one for this, honestly. And it's six weeks long, Mm -hmm. so you can order it and still get it in your hands. Or you can get the digital and have it immediately. But as I was reading through even just the first sixth of the book, the first week of the book, there's so much extra stuff Mm -hmm. here. And we're not going to be able to talk about it all today. But I want you all to have it. Also, the interactions – we'll get there. But the interactions are – meaningful.
1: Yes. It really holds your hand and guides you through reading scripture about this. And I think it's one where you want that space to put your thoughts on paper, to process with you and the Lord as you learn new things, as you unlearn things, as you pray and bring things to the Lord. I think it's one where the space will serve you well.
0: I agree. And I have already been surprised at kind of what came out like in some of the questions that the book asks of us as readers, kind of the introspection and the reflection. And I appreciate how it's sort of a progressive reflection through the reading plan. Anyway, you will experience it yourself, and hopefully it will be meaningful to you as well. But the the reading plan itself, we're taking this concept that it feels like... Is just sort of, I mean, it's throughout Scripture, which we'll also talk about, but that moment in Revelation where Jesus says, behold, I am making all things new. And it feels like a mic drop, you know, Mm -hmm. in Scripture. And it also feels like one that we love to like, we're going to hang this on the wall. I'm going to like... Knit this on a pillow, if yep. I knew how to do that. Um, cross-stitch it on a cross-stitch pillow. Cross-stitch it on a pillow. It's one of those things that feels meaningful even just at first blush mm-hmm. because you're like, ooh, I, I like that. I want yes, that. Yes, please. But we're going to talk about what that means in Scripture and then also in our lives, yes. right? We're going to talk about both. And so I want, Jessica, because you are the expert on the She Reads Truth version of this, yes. like our reading plan. <laughs> Blood, sweat, and tears, right? Blood, sweat, and tears. And so I want to ask you to help give us kind of an overview of what it is that we're going to be looking at over the next six weeks. But you said something earlier that I want to back up to first, and maybe you could do them both at one time. We'll Ooh, see. what a fun challenge. But you were... Yes, I know I you like it. the challenge. But you were saying how this impacted you personally, Mm -hmm. and that this was a very tender plan to you personally. And that's one of the reasons that it feels tender to release it into the world. So can we ask why and like tell us more about that? Mm,
1: Absolutely. I'll see if I can do both at the same time. So the big picture of this book, like Amanda said, is that God is at work to set everything right on a cosmic level. That is such a big sentence. Such a big (laughs) sentence that... Everything that he created yeah. in the beginning, he created to be good. Yes. It's broken. Good, 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 good. Good, 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 good. It's broken. But that's not the end of the story. Right. And so from that moment of creation to that moment where sin enters the picture and things start to fall apart, yeah, he's been at work to restore it all. And in the beginning, the picture you get is not just that God created things to be good, which uh-huh. is... Beautiful in and of itself. Yes. But it's also that for us as humans, our role in creation was to participate in his goodness. We weren't just here to float around and mm-hmm. eat fruit or not eat fruit and chill with animals, mm-hmm. but there was purpose, right? We were created and given this mandate in Genesis to participate yes. in his work, to get to continue that work in Eden throughout all of creation, to be part of his kingdom, his reign, his goodness, and to see flourishing happen for all things and all of creation, to be part of what God was doing. That was our original purpose. What a beautiful purpose. What a good purpose. And that's broken. Yeah. And so the story of Scripture is God's work to restore all things and to invite us to participate in his work of restoration by being part of his people, When we're restored to him, we're restored to that purpose and that work. And that's the hope that you see from the prophets. It's the focal point of Jesus' teaching. It's a frequent source of hope and encouragement in the New Testament. It's this big theme of scripture that God will reign. God is reigning, but he will reign in full, that he will have full dominion, that the kingdom of heaven will be on earth as it is in heaven, right? It's all of these things— that it will be what it was meant to be, what it was yes. ought to be, where all things are flourishing. That's the big picture.
0: Like the thing that we're longing
1: for yes. is going to come to yes. pass and is already in process of exactly. coming to pass. So that's the big picture six-week plan. It starts with what is this future thing we're looking forward to? What's this promise that we're told to hope for? Because even that, we misunderstand. Right. We might have and a, so, like you said, yeah. the summary. There's richness beneath that that we that's might right. gloss over. And then looking at that beginning and that end, here's how it started. Here's how it will be restored. Here's how it started. Here's how it will be restored. Here's what's broken. Here's what will be fixed over and over to really dig in. But then it'll look at how that work isn't just future. It's already not yet. Yeah. That Jesus, that his resurrection was the beginning of the end. yeah the beginning of all of this it's that new creation begins in Christ. Yes, so th- I read that line in the
0: introductory material and I was like yes, I know that but also yes.
1: it felt like as I read it I read it for the first time, you yeah. know. And so it's this idea that God was working toward this but then Christ, the resurrection, this bodily Conquering of death, yes, starts undoing everything, it starts undoing all the brokenness, yeah. And we're invited into that to participate in the resurrection with Him, and then we live differently until the end. So, that's the big picture of the plan is looking at all of that the beginning, the end, yeah. what's broken, what needs fixing in big cosmic levels. Yes. I'm doing a lot of hand gestures. I love, I wish it. you could see my hands are <laughs> so far out, it's uh, and then now they're. Little bit tiny, down to in our hearts. Yeah, but then looking at how in the middle of history, the end begins. Yeah, that Jesus begins undoing it, and then we live now in this messy in between.
0: That's right. Where
1: there's an undoing and a restoration, and so the last bit of the plan—that's my favorite part of the (laughs) plan—that I'll talk about your actual question of why it's important to me is about that life in between. Jesus started undoing everything that's broken toward uh-huh. this beautiful end where all things are as they ought to be. Yeah. And what happens in between? Well, we are called to participate in that undoing, in that rebuilding, yes. with him, in him, toward the future of what's going to be. So that's the six-week plan, and it's big, and it's fast, uh, and it's also really personal. So and layered, 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 yes. layers. Like, there's so much there. So if you have a book... I'm essentially just summarizing what's on pages 16 through 19, where we introduce this plan, what it is, what it isn't. We introduce the movements. There's a helpful plan overview that says section one is called the end is our beginning. Section two is on earth as it is in heaven. And there's a really beautiful visual kind of representation of that kind of big timeline of theological history on pages 18 and 19 that a sweet former creative team member Amanda Brush and I spent, I mean maybe 12 hours on the whiteboard, cutting things out, taping, working on to try to just summarize it for you, Yeah, this visual representation of just this plan and giving you the kind of overview before we dig in each day to where we're going and what's going to happen in the reading plan. I did part one of your assignment of surveying the plan, but I skipped part two. No, you did. And you did a really good job because I think,
0: here's the thing, today's assignment for the two of us is to kind of distill into a 45 minute conversation these, you know, hundreds of hours of work that have been done and also this six week experience. And so to have an overview helps so much because I've been trying to learn to read faster slash (laughs) more efficiently. And one of the things that I read from an expert is that one of the ways to read more efficiently, now you don't do this if you're reading a novel, or at least most of you don't do this, (laughs) but that you like look at the table of contents and you actually like read from the beginning and the end and Mm -hmm. sort of look at like the section, like the first paragraph of each new section, just because if your brain knows sort of what's coming, then it helps make better sense of. When you're reading the whole thing through, now
1: that's also a summary of the entire theological point of this plan, Amanda. <laughs> oh, tell me more. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so it, it is so helpful to know that. But we did want to, yes, like bookmark the personal interaction because I just think that this is one of the delights of the work that we get to do is that we don't get you know, Scripture is unbound, mm-hmm. and so. It doesn't matter if we're digging into Scripture at our day job or in our personal time. Mm -hmm. It is inherently personal because it's God's Word. Yes. And so a thing happened when you were in this reading plan, it became extra
1: personal to you. And you were going to tell us why? Yes. So almost the inverse of that. Okay. Is I wanted to do this plan because of how immensely personal this topic <gasps> okay. was to me. So this is probably the most tender thing for me that I've shared on the podcast. So I'm just trusting the she's and this community, and I'll try not to look at you because I'll cry. <laughs> oh. Um, because it's just. I won't look directly. It's just very close to my heart, and yeah. I hope that there's trust and understanding of. All of the caveats that I probably miss over in trying right. to say it succinctly. All the disclaimers. Yes. So this topic is tender to me because it marks the second major shift in my faith post my decision as a as a child to follow Jesus. Right. So I um, became a believer at maybe five or six, very young. I understood the story. I wanted it. Yes, I want to follow yes. Jesus. This sounds great, little Jessica. Little Jessica was was all in. And I grew up in a denomination that beautifully emphasized the importance of evangelism, like a lot of our listeners, because yes. we are an evangelical company. That's our framework for talking right. about the faith and what brings us together. And so there was a, a heavy emphasis on that moment, right? Praying that prayer, or however that looks in your church, you know, yep. walking in the aisle, however that is, and a really strong emphasis on telling others, "Hey." Mm-hmm. You know, hear the ABCs of becoming a Christian. Um, I was in all the BBS things. I yep. can sing you seven songs about the ABCs of what to oh, pray and how to do it. if we only had time! But I also don't know if we have the copyright for all those songs. <laughs> um, who holds them? I don't know. But and that was beautiful and important. Yeah. And I knew very well how to tell you, hey, you need to admit that you're a sinner. You need to believe that Jesus is the only way for you to be restored to God and to go to heaven when you die. And you confess. Confess your sins and you are, you know, he's faithful and true to forgive you of your sins and you belong to him. Beautiful. It's a beautiful story. All true. All true. All important. Missions, so important. Evangelism, so important. But for me as a kid, I had the sense of I did that. So is the most important thing I'll ever do in my life? And yes, in some ways. Yeah. I'm five or six. I hopefully have a really long Life left to live. Right. What else do I do? Was that all it was about? Was that everything? And then I want other people to experience this joy too. But if the emphasis that I interpreted as a kid was, hey, this is all about making this incredibly important decision so that when you die, you get to be with God in heaven, I already did that. So what's the rest of this for? And I want you to pray that prayer too because I care about your eternity, but then why are we still here? It just was confusing to me. Yes. And so I felt like this what sense, does it mean for right now, not just after I'm right. gone from earth? And if what it means right now is—and when I say just, again, I'm trusting that people have the faith that they know that I obviously am not yes. just belief. That's eternity so, matters It matters deeply. immensely. Is that just what I'm here for only? Right. I need to talk to every person and have them pray this prayer. Again, that matters. Sharing your faith matters. People coming to know the Lord matters. Right. But I struggled because I was a very obedient kid. I love to follow rules. You still do. I do love to follow (laughs) rules. That's why I I love to edit. But I was good at all of the things we should do and the instructions of right behavior. And I will take the class and I will tell my friends. And that was all good and important, but just being vulnerable, I had this sense of what I read about in scripture what it looks like to follow Jesus and this description of abundant life. And I was joy just about for to the say, Spirit. Abundant I, life. How I felt was, I don't feel like that's what
0: I am living. Right. And because you're like, it doesn't sound like Jesus is talking about abundant life only later. Yes. Yes. Like he's talking about it, that that's the Christian life now. So why aren't we talking about that? Yes. And it
1: just <laughs> felt like there's got to be more. And when I was in college, I had a class with a professor named Dr. Scott Duval, who was on the Revelation podcast episodes yes, of She Reads Truth. I know him. Wonderful professor. Yeah. He's a very good man, good teacher. He introduced me to this concept that we are reading about as she's mm-hmm. for six weeks, and it's this concept that heaven is not the point of our faith. Now, that's a big Listen. A big a big mic drop moment. We'll pause I, there I for a second. I promise not to make that a share graphic. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Please Instagram don't account. please don't at me on Instagram, but it's not the point. Heaven is true. Heaven is real. Heaven is good, but it is the middle, right? The hope of our faith, the hope of scripture, the narrative of scripture, the point is not that you go to heaven when you die. Again, that is true. And good. That's good. And that is a beautiful, good truth that we don't have to fear death. But the hope of Scripture is not life after death. It's what N.T. Wright, this wonderful scholar and theologian says, it's life after life after death. Mm. The hope of Scripture is what comes after heaven. It's this thing we're talking about in this book. It's when all things are made new. It's when all of heaven, all of earth, are restored to their flourishing and recreated to what they were always meant to be. That is the hope, right? It's the forever reign yeah. of God. It's the eternal life is life forever in the presence of Jesus. It's life as it ought to be in right relationship on a good creation yeah. restored to how it always was meant to be. And that was brand new information to me. Yes. And what he talked about, Dr. Duval, and you know, quoting from N.T. Wright, was that the beauty of that is that, yes, the decision to follow Jesus is essential. It's so important. It's the beginning of the story. It, yes. It's the amazing opening line. It's the amazing prologue. It's your decision or however we want to talk about it with our more Reformed friends. It's the undeniable participation, however you want to frame it to join in this beautiful work that God's doing, but the story is everything that comes in between. The story of your life is, what does it look like now that you've joined in, now that you've been made new? Scripture says that we are the first fruits of that new creation. Now that God's done this work in you, now that you're being restored, Mm -hmm. you get to join in to the work that He's already doing. And it's not just spiritual— and it's not just physical it's both it's, both. it's being yeah. an active part in your body right. <laughs> on this earth that is going to be made new it doesn't just vanish and we flee to heaven it's all recreated yeah. and so you get to live a life figuring out what is that creative work that i get to participate into what does it look like to be a minister of new creation yes here and now sorry for yelling no but, that, <laughs> but- so that to me was beautiful. I understood yes. for the first time I'm not just inviting you into this is crude, so please forgive me a get out of hell free card. yeah, it's not that is true and it's beautiful, but it's also hey, this is good news for eternity. It's also good news for right now. yes, it's an invitation to experience this in your life and see and understand and have a closeness and an intimacy with the spirit and with Jesus yeah and there's
0: purpose. Yes. It helps us understand the purpose that is in every part of life, not only, you know, evangelizing. Yes. Or however you want to call it, like what word do you want to use? Witnessing mm-hmm. with all the words that we were taught growing up. Those are good. And there is a time for that. And also, it gives purpose to you know, when I cleaned my kitchen last night, yeah. it gives purpose to watering plants. Yeah. It gives purpose to going to work every day mm-hmm. and doing, you know, a job well done Yes, that I'll do again the next week yes. or whatever. Like it suddenly purposes everywhere, mm-hmm. not just future Yes, and not just Getting other people to the future, like that is too simplistic a view of the goodness that is the gospel,
1: yes, and I think that for a lot of people, even in the last eight or nine years or for all forever, when you experience injustice or when you experience I know when you know even in our own stories, you know family troubles or loss or in my own story, depression or anxiety or yeah. concerns with my kids or whatever it may be. Yes, the hope is that one day all things will be made new, and that's beautiful. But if I'm just going to be honest, the hope that, for me, the hope that, well, great, one day we'll die and this will be done, as a person who's struggled with depression and anxiety, is not the most helpful. Right. Sorry, I'll get teary. Thank you, Cheese, for this being a place to talk about this. But but then to recognize, no, because one day... Everything will be new. And because that has already started, that's the hope for tomorrow. That's exactly right. Is that this journey... It doesn't end right now in the worst place, and it doesn't just end in the end. Yes. I know the end is going to be beautiful, but because that work is ongoing right now, that's the good news for me. Yes, That's the good news is that, yes, this life leads to this eternal beautiful thing. Yes, in the hard days, I know that that thing doesn't win. It gives me hope to keep going, but also it's already at work. Yes. The, there's hope to go to therapy. There's hope to call a friend. There's hope to find an IEP specialist or to go to rehab, whatever it may be, to have a hard conversation with a friend, to do that good, hard, worth it work. Yeah. Because it's not just sitting on your hand saying, great, I can't wait till this is all destroyed. No, there's active work that we're called to roll up our sleeves and be part of. And God's doing that already in our hearts, in our relationships, right. in our world. And I think that that for me was just truly, it opened my eyes where I understood, oh, this is the good news that I'm telling you about. Yeah, This is the good news for you that I can say is true. And it's not just, well, hold on, because whenever he decides to come back, it'll all stop. It's right now, he's at work. Be part of this. This is not the end. And the, the end has already begun. Amen.
0: Hey friends, pausing this conversation to tell you about one of our podcast sponsors, Haya. Now, it's no secret that typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise, right? They're filled with tons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that your kids just don't need. That is why Haya was created. It is the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. It has 12 organic fruits and vegetables, 15 essential vitamins and minerals, and Haya has zero sugar. It's vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, nut-free, all the things you want in a children's vitamin. And somehow, kids still love it. And I have to tell you, so do all the moms with young kids here at the She Truth office. So if you want to see if Haya is right for your family, we have a special deal just for you where you can get 50% off your first order. Just go to HayaHealth.com truth. Your first order will arrive with a super cute bottle that your kids can decorate with stickers and then each month's supply of vitamins will arrive right at your door. You don't even have to think about it. This deal is not available on the regular website, so be sure to go to Haya Health, that's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash truth, and claim your discount and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Hey friends, taking a break from this conversation with our dear friend Jessica to remind you that if reading your Bible every day, being a woman in the Word of God every day, if that is on your, whether you want to call it your list of resolutions, your list of goals, or just your heart's desire, for this new year that we find ourselves in, I invite you to subscribe to the She Reads Truth daily reading guides. This is the easiest way to be a woman in the Word of God every day, to read along with the community, and to not have to continue to make the decision of, what do I read next? We will make those decisions for you, and we will make sure you have each month's book in your hand before the plan begins. If you subscribe before January 7th, I want you to use this code, SUBNY5, that's S-U-B, NY for New Year's, the number five. That will give you $5 off your first month. And if you subscribe anytime in January, I'm going to give you a preview of what you're going to receive. You're going to receive People of Remembrance, will be the first book that you receive, the Gospel of Matthew, and the Presence of God. That is just a preview of what you will receive the first three months that you're a subscriber with us. And you will have the entire She Reads Truth community reading alongside you. So I invite you to go to shopshereadstruth.com slash subscribe. Use the code SUBNY5 and get that $5 off your first month and just give it a try. See if this could be the thing that helps you commit and stay committed to being a woman in the Word of God every day in 2024. Okay, back to the show. You know, like I think about, we just celebrated the birth of Jesus, right? And the good news of great joy for all people. It was not just a like, it's coming thousands of years down the road. Like, no, it's good news now. And not just because we know the end, but because the work began. with Like it's already begun. And part of, I think, hearing you describe this, Jessica, is so powerful because I've had the same sort of thoughts about just people that I love who, who struggle with all of these things that make daily life difficult, mm-hmm. and honestly, some more difficult than for others. And so in struggling to figure out how to say, like, no, the abundant life is now. And I think that part of the abundant life is not just those things being resolved or material or physical blessing that we can put mm-hmm. our you know eyes or hands on but also to experience the glimpses of the undoing and yes. the making new yes. and the restoration like when you make the choice to keep going, whatever that looks like for you, you get to continue to participate in that experience itself In watching God work is so rich and life-giving. And then suddenly it's what we need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Mm -hmm. So whether that looks like having the courage and the wherewithal to Take care of a chronically ill child or family Mm. member. To be a caregiver of any kind is difficult day in and day out. Whether it means, you know, doing really difficult boots on the ground work that you've been called to in your life. Whether it means just waking up and getting out of bed. I mean, there's a John Blaze poem that I love and i can't quote it i should memorize it but i haven't but it's essentially saying that like no to like make the choice to get out of bed in the morning and put your feet on the floor and stand up like that
1: is a courageous act yes yes just to get out of bed <laughs> and i think for me when from my understanding the only hope was eternal right then it feels like we would sing these songs in worship the enemy has been defeated death couldn't hold him down i personally didn't feel that easter joy Because I would think if that's true, then why? You know, the big problem of evil, you know, in the world and suffering. I would think, okay, this happened then and this is in the future, but right now it's hard. And so I think that this perspective, the the messy middle, where there's a lot being undone and a lot being restored, it just, like you're talking about, it gave me a sense of peace and purpose. For all the days in between, because in our lives, in our work, in our messy middle, yeah. we're going to have both. That's we're right. We're going to have the things that still need undoing, the reason that we're still here, right? Right. The purpose that we have as people, the the fact that our bodies are still suffering and struggling, that there is still injustice, that it's not all undone with the snap of the finger, that it's a process, you know, that those things that are broken yeah. and things that are evil, there's things that are broken that need to be restored, there's things that are evil that will be destroyed. That that's actively happening alongside the planting and the growth. That's just reality, but to be able to recognize both and understand, oh, I'm in the middle of the story. Right. I'm in the middle of the undoing. That's right. And the restoration. Like you said, it just it gave me a piece and a purpose to rightly orient pain and sorrow and suffering and that hope that one day this will not feel as heavy as it does now. And also, I can look around. I can see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, the fruit of the Spirit, seeing chains being broken. like You can experience both, and you will experience both. And it's about learning to look and lament and rejoice at the same time.
0: Yeah. And to be part of... Pursuing that creative work, right? Of, yes. of bringing life into small situations and large, of reflecting God to the world and carrying the message of the gospel and that hope of life that is real for right now, taking that to others, not only for the purpose of securing their eternity. Mm-hmm. But also for the purpose of giving them an anchor and a hope and a tether to what is true right now Mm -hmm. that affects the whole of their life, not only life after this life.
1: Yes, yes. It's all of it. It's all of it. Yeah. And the idea that that begins in Easter. And I love that you talked about Advent and the celebration. What we're celebrating is that the king, right, the king has come. And yes. that stuff we say over and over in Advent. But what we're celebrating is that where the king is, that's where the kingdom is. Like that's what we're celebrating, that he has brought the king. Like these are all the songs we sing. Yes. But we just kind of can skim over the beautiful lessons. But it's that the kingdom of heaven has come to earth. And it's not in full yet. But the king came from heaven, came to earth, and began reconciling these two things. That felt split. Right. The overlap has yes. begun. Like it is coming. Yes. We have a, an illustration of this, I think, on day one, where we tried to show kind of the relationship. Nope, it's actually on day two. It's on page 32 in your books. But, oh, I loved
0: this one. Yes. But
1: it shows a picture of heaven and earth in the beginning mm-hmm. as one, heaven and earth being separated mm-hmm. post fall, and that in Jesus, the two start to move. Over each other once again, that there yes. begins to be this overlap, and we explain there that when we talk about heaven in scripture, it's not primarily described as this like disembodied place on a cloud where you float. It's this <laughs> understanding that it's a dimension where God's whole plan is accomplished. That's this idea of heaven. And yes, I believe it's a real place, but it's the gist of it, the thrust of it, right? Is that it's a place where. God's whole plan is accomplished. And then earth is physical creation. And so it's this overlap of what does it look like to live and dwell in a place where God's whole plan is accomplished, Yeah, you know? And so the overlap beginning in Jesus, when we see it where he's setting people free, he's inviting people into a new way of thinking and loving and living and understanding their sin and the presence of God, and then that just continues until the overlap is once again just one concentric circle. Right, yeah. Because the place is not the point. Right. What God is
0: doing is the point. And that began Mm -hmm. already. Like that has already begun and is ongoing. And if we wait until I think what we are sometimes taught to think of is the grand finale, which is actually not the grand finale because eternity is ongoing and we'll keep yep. going. <laughs> yep, we're missing what he's doing now. Yes, and what he's doing now is indeed calling people to himself. Yes, one hundred percent, absolutely, incredibly
1: important, and it's so much deeper and richer than that. Yes, in the same way that your wedding day, which is mixing metaphors with how Scripture talks about a wedding day, but we're going to go That's with that. Okay, it, keep going. That your wedding day is just the first step of a marriage. Yeah. And anyone who's been married is probably laughing right now because if you think (laughs) the wedding is the height of your whole relationship, oh boy. Right. right? It's the first step to what is hopefully a beautiful life of partnership. Yeah. And that's this your salvation is a moment, yes. And it's also an ongoing participation. It's a moment, it's a commitment, it's the first step of what should be a, a whole life. Yeah. I've been reading. This year so far, this book called On Earth As It Is in Heaven by N.T. Wright, and what it is essentially is, I believe it's his son, pulled together all of his writing about this topic into daily, very brief readings to kind of walk through what is this concept, and it's N.T. Wright explaining it, and they're very brief. It starts with Easter. That's when Mm. you're supposed to start reading it. I started it not at Easter because I'm (laughs) also allowed. Also allowed. Sort of
0: like a She Truth reading Yes, exactly. You really can start it anytime you want.
1: But here are a couple of quotes where he maybe summarizes this really beautifully. This passage is from his book, Surprised by Hope, but it's quoted in On Earth as it is in Heaven. And it says, Easter was when hope in person surprised the whole world by coming forward from the future into the present. The ultimate future hope remains a surprise, partly because we don't know when it will arrive. But then it goes on to say, our task in the present is to live as resurrection people in between Easter and the final day with our Christian life, corporate and individual in worship and mission as a sign of the first Easter and a foretaste of the second. Yeah. And it's just, it's beautiful.
0: One of the things that I love most about this experience that we're going to have, this reading plan over the next six weeks, is that we are going to look at like what does Scripture say about the beginning and the end, right? And we will read, of course we will, because how could we not? (laughs) On day two, we will read Revelation 21, which will make me cry. But then we also will talk most of the time about What that means for now, that messy middle. So, like next week, for example, we'll, it reminded me a little bit of our morning and dancing Mm -hmm. reading plan, where it's like the both of these things are happening, are true. Mm -hmm. And so, and so we'll get into like suffering and healing. You know, Mm -hmm. we experience both in life. We'll talk about. Exile and invitation. Like there's there's a lot of both ands that we'll talk about because that's where we are, right? Yes. We're we're in the overlap mm-hmm. where we are still in the brokenness of the world, and also Jesus has come and the Holy Spirit lives and dwells in God's people
1: and God is on the move, right? Yes. Aslan's on the move. <laughs> um, that's what I really wanted to say. But in week two, you'll have that, what you were saying, the morning and dancing, decay and yeah. flourishing, abdication and dominion, suffering and healing. Mm-hmm. And then in week five and six, at each one of those of how, what does your participation look like in that? Yes. So it's a ministry of flourishing, a ministry of dominion, a ministry of healing, a ministry of life, a ministry of abundance. And that's we do look at how Jesus models all of these things. But the last two weeks really look at the what he started toward that end— And how you participate in it yes, and what that looks like for that to be your ministry. And when we say ministry, we don't just mean a person who is paid to be on full-time staff at a church, a wonderful, necessary career, but we are all ministers of this work that's a language of Scripture.
0: I mean, it's such a dramatic and powerful reframing Mm -hmm. of the lives that we're already living. yes. And so when I look, I mean, now it's my turn to cry. I mean, when I look at a ministry of healing, so I can look at my caregiving responsibilities for the people in my life as an example of the effects of the fall. Mm -hmm. And that's not wrong. That's true. Right. But if it's also true that... I am participating in the coming of the kingdom by being a minister of healing Mm -hmm. through the caregiving that not just that I give to like the people in my family on a regular basis, but to the stranger that, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'll meet later today. Or when it reframes the lives that we're already walking through and the world that we're already inhabiting as you know god is working all around me in in me mm-hmm. <laughs> and i get to choose to participate in that yes. and it matters it matters it matters in me it matters in the other person or people in those interactions it matters for the world mm-hmm. i mean if we had like some way to see this kind of spreading of the kingdom i think we would be yeah, I'm sure it doesn't work that way, but like we would be so highly motivated mm-hmm. <laughs> to know like we actually are being ambassadors of and reflections mm-hmm. of God to the world around us.
1: Yes. And I think it helps ground us in what can sometimes feel like a separation of like our spiritual life and our physical life. Yes. But they're actually like the narrative of scripture is they integrate yes. together. They happen in the body and That's it is right. spiritual, but your goal isn't just to like Escape this mortal coil. No, um, it's that this will be restored. What that looks like, we don't know. And I, do you know the uh, the theatrical term deus machina? I do this not. Idea? Oh, well, how fun! Enlighten um, me. I was a theater kid. Fun fact for listeners of the She Reads Truth podcast. I love it. But it's this this term in literature where in theater that was performed for you know primarily early on, not very educated populace, mm-hmm. you couldn't just leave this tragedy here, right? You couldn't just leave a tragedy at the end of like a Shakespearean play or a Greek tragedy with this like, oh, well, and that was unfortunate, the end, right? <laughs> you know, you always needed to say, oh, and then this new ruler came in and saved the day, you know? Like there has this, to be some hope oh, hey, for something Oh, hey, don't worry. Good. Someone else is still in charge. Yeah. And an old tragedy, what would happen is they would have this thing called like God from the machine. And some uh, better theater nerd than I will write in and explain what I'm missing from this. But they would ha- essentially... <laughs> all hope would be lost. What will we do? And in the play, it would be like, oh, don't worry. Zeus comes down from on high and turns everyone into pigeons or something and (laughs) the day is saved. Not exactly that, but you know, in the Odyssey or some of these classic literature where what will be done and a God saves the day. They don't leave us hanging. Yeah. Oh, good. Something came in and, and it's where nothing can happen. But I think that sometimes in our faith, we almost live just waiting for like Oh, and then we'll all go to heaven, or oh, the rapture will come, or whatever it is that you believe. Like here, are the end. Yeah. We're just waiting for that to fix everything, or we're only hopeful for like the wild, unexpected miracle, this huge moment of healing. And of course, one day Jesus will return. One day it all will be made new, mm-hmm. and that will be beautiful. I believe in in miracles. I've I've heard those stories. Yes, but what you were talking about—the ministry of healing—I do believe there can be miraculous events, and mm-hmm. also a lot of times the ministry of healing looks like caring for someone's physical suffering right now right that's and right and that's part of the ministry and so i think it's helpful to again hold that in each hand hold right. this hope for some kind of you know miraculous intervention because we do believe that god works miracles and we see examples of scripture of god working miracles and also we welcome the, it we welcome please it. it yes work please miracles, please, Lord. please work these take this away in, a, in an instant in this miraculous moment save right. the day that way And also, use my hands, use my body. Let me be part of the ministry of healing. And, I mean, you think
0: about continuing with that example, it makes me think of, you know, the ministry of presence. Yes. That God sits with us, like read the Psalms, God Mm -hmm. sits with us in our pain, right? Even when the pain doesn't just go away, sometimes even... I almost want to say even more profound, mm-hmm. <laughs> is when he stays with us in it. And so that we have that, that even just our presence
1: mm-hmm. with
0: other people can be a reflection of the coming kingdom.
1: Yes, of when someone hasn't experienced a miraculous undoing, mm-hmm. like you were saying earlier, when someone has a chronic condition or a lifelong experience of making sure we're making space, making room, another great yeah. She Reads Truth plan, but of saying, oh, what's your experience with this? Where do you see this as a struggle and where actually has this been a gift? And where is it that this part just might be hard for right. Right. this life? And making room for that, I don't know, yeah. is really necessary and also part of the ministry of right. not just kind of you know looking toward the hope of that one miraculous thing, But seeing, oh, what does it look like to serve and do these day-in, day-out things? And honestly, that's harder. It's harder to do that work and also really important.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I think that's my favorite thing about this reading plan is exactly what you described when you are sharing your own experience with us is that it gives us a new and much-needed lens. It's not new. It's been here. <laughs> it's been in... Scripture hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been here. But gives us a lens through which we can look at the world mm-hmm. and see God in it mm-hmm. right now. Yes. And that our partnership with Him can look... Like a million things in a single day. Mm-hmm. And we just have to open our hearts and our minds and our eyes to yes. it. It really can change. It can change everything.
1: It can change everything.
0: Yeah. Now, you all are going to read scripture this week. <laughs> and the reading guide really does so thoughtfully walk you through these concepts. Mm-hmm. So, again, Shameless plug to get a book because I think that it's going to really, really help Mm -hmm. you because there's something to frame every day so that you can kind of attach what you're reading to the concept that we're exploring. But I just want to choose just one passage for us to read and maybe just read it aloud and in light of everything that we've just discussed, Mm -hmm. imagine what it means that this is not just a description of something that is coming, but that it is a description of something that is already underway. Mm-hmm. That God is already making progress toward. Okay, and you know my vote naturally is going to be from Revelation twenty one.
1: <laughs> it's a good one, and a little hint for those of you who love Revelation twenty one, a lot more like it. we read a lot more on the prophets in this reading plan. Some yes. other ones to like hang your hat
0: on. It's so good. Rachel and I have a running joke that. Any time we can include (laughs) Revelation 21, we just do. And so we did. Here it is on day two. Okay, I'm going to start in verse one and read the first six verses. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. There's that marriage. Verse three, then I heard a loud voice from the throne, look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples and God himself will be with them and will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. I am making Mm -hmm. everything new. He also said, "Write, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of the water of life.
1: And then I'll read something two passages from day one that talk about that hope yes. is our encouragement and it's the fire under our boots. Mm. It's what gets us going, right? Yes. So this is from day one, James 5, 7 through 8. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You must also be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. And then in Hebrews 6.19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Mm -hmm. And those are the hopes. And then in Titus 2.14, it ties all back to this and this purpose. He gave himself, the he is Jesus, he gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to cleanse for himself a people for his own possession, eager to do good works. Eager to do good. Yes. Eager to do this good yes eager to participate in this good news
0: amen oh lord be with us as we read mm. this reading plan actually i am going to pray for us we don't normally close in prayer but i'm we're going to father there is so much ahead of us in the next 6 weeks so much of your word that we're going to read so much of your presence that we will seek and just a deeper understanding of who you are, of what you have already done, of what you are doing, what you will do, and our role in all of that. And this is a big ask, God, but we pray that you would give us a deeper knowledge, not just for the sake of knowledge, but a true knowing you and walking in step with your Spirit so that We can be agents of the good news on earth, not only to help people pray the prayer, but to help them experience abundant life right now and experience the making and remaking that you are doing in us and around us and around the world, Lord, that you are at work in every inch of your creation, and we get to not just witness that, we get to participate in that and be ministers to those around us, ministers of the gospel and the good news. And so we pray for all of this over the next six weeks, and we pray that your presence will be with us, that you would guide us, Um, and we thank you for the gift of your word where we get to encounter you and hear from you. We give you thanks, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jessica, thank you Amen. for being with You're us. Welcome. You're for having always me. welcome here. Door is actually always open. Thank you. And you know, come back next week, another dear friend of the podcast, Kelly Minter, will mm. be with us. What a good guest. We have some good ones coming up, you guys, including today. Jessica, thank you for being with us. And until next week, what do we tell our friends? Keep opening your Bibles.